0: Time, so okay, well this is Orphan Black I Ming mean, we already talked about <laughs> Take it again. This is Orphan Black, episode 203 Mingling Its Own Nature with It. It was directed by TJ Scott and written by Alex Levine. They're that little duo from season one who did 105 and 109. Um it aired May third, twenty fourteen. The top movie at the time was The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with your girl, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. <laughs> and my boy, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I've actually
1: never seen any of those spider man Really? Because I love Tobey Maguire. I'm like a loyal but Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. is so dreamy. <laughs> I've never really been in Andrew Garfield. You're wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get a big crush on him after the social network?
0: Mm-mm. What?
1: I had a crush on... uh the guy who played the, what's his name? No Jesse way. Eisenberg. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I feel like it has Michael Sierra
0: energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely Andrew Garfield. hive. I'm really trying to see that he's. Also, wait, I rewatched Fleabag the other day mm-hmm. and I'm renewed horror that like you haven't fully watched that series. You have to watch it. But he's going to be in this gay movie with Andrew Scott who plays the hot priest from Freeback. Oh. And the movie supposedly came out the week of Christmas, but I can't find it anywhere playing. Mm. I'm like, I want to see it really bad. It's called All of Us Strangers. I um, we find it. I oh know. I'm going to find it. way <laughs> <laughs> or one, 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 another. <laughs> but uh, the, so- the top song at the time was still happy. It-, it was like top song for like a month and a half or something. By who? By Pharrell.
1: Oh, uh, you mean it is still happy by Pharrell? I thought the song was still
0: happy. It was still a happy song. (laughs) No, it was still happy by Pharrell. Yeah. Ugh. Minion, (laughs) top minion (laughs) core. I am super. What's your take on minions? <laughs> I'm getting into the, all the hot takes right now. What's my
1: take on minions? No take. Get too far away. That's from
0: how there. I feel too. I don't understand. I feel like it's like the same type of obsession as people who get really obsessed with SpongeBob or Stitch. Like people who really get into Stitch. I feel like I haven't seen that, but really, yeah, I've seen a lot of people. Maybe who it's is. a Georgia thing. Maybe it's
1: a Georgia thing. I think that could be true.
0: <laughs> I wonder why. But no, I like. I just think it's so crazy. Like, grown adults are, like, like minions obsessed. Mm-hmm.
1: I actually love, like, mom minion memes, though. Like, unironically. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what? Like, what? Like, minions it's just like as mothers? Or, like, <laughs> like it's memes with minions for moms. Like, to show wait, your wait, children. Like, look. It, for moms. Like, it comes up. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> If I manage to survive the rest of the week, I'd like my straight jacket and hot pink and my helmet to sparkle. I've never the, seen this before. <laughs> the minions add nothing to it, but the moms please. love it because there's a minion. So. Honestly, it might be art. Um. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. I unironically love them. That is so wild. My <laughs> father and I are getting a divorce. <laughs>
0: damn wait this is unrelated but since Christmas just passed did your family do like elf on a shelf type things no yeah my family didn't do that either I feel like that's I saw something that was like that's like Uh, millennial parents or like Mm -hmm. introducing like the police state into their home. Oh god. (laughs) It's like yeah "Yeah, I want some elf spying on my children. Well it's not
1: that much different than the idea of Santa though. It's just that there's a a A literal physical
0: manifestation. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But no I think that is just kind of a a bit of a newer thing so it wasn't done when we were younger. Well I think I did tell you how I asked for a sleigh bell from Santa's sleigh after watching the Polar Express one year. I don't think you told me that. Oh, uh, okay. I or you did, I wasn't <laughs> I um, asked for a sleigh bell, and my I got one, and my parents, they went along with the bit and oh. pretended not to hear the sleigh oh, bell. Oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> so actually good. good. That was gifting. Nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't think – my mom, like, loved the book, Polar Express, but I think I was too old when the movie came out. I was like, this is Uncanny Valley. <laughs> I'm not into it. Yeah, I, we
1: had to, like, every year in elementary school, we had, like, a special hot chocolate day, and we were forced to watch the Polar Express. So I've seen it many times. <laughs> special hot
0: chocolate day where we were forced. To. <laughs> <laughs> you showed up in your PJs, and we just watched Polar Express all day and had hot chocolate. That sounds cute, actually. I can tell that this is a real podcast now Because we're just like Talking about nonsense <laughs> Anyways Orphan Black yeah. <laughs> um, So that episode starts with Sarah and Felix They're in the middle of nowhere uh, Quote unquote camping uh, Right Damn, off the bat yeah. we get a, a good quote from Felix How much did uh, Kira see of Barry birdwatchers You know Demise? Yeah She didn't see Siobhan take the shot Thank god Jesus Christ Our dear old mum's
1: a dead eye with a rifle. It just makes me queasy.
0: Yeah, she was cold, feet. Like she'd done it before. This is insane.
1: It's S, you know, she makes tea and, and she taught me piano. Yeah, same, Felix, I felt the same way. Like, I knew she had a side to her, but, like, the, the dead shot from pretty far away, yeah, very surprising.
0: Yeah, she is a straight-up, well, like a Stone Cold killer, like, <laughs> she was not playing around. Um, so then Daniel is in the wild in his shades, which I thought he looked so funny <laughs> at that part. Um, Mrs. S was kind of sloppy. You could see the, like, cutouts from their passport stuff on the table. Um, but then the Polythians literally come, like, immediately after them, and they just, like, hide the bodies. And so I was like, damn, okay, Proletheans, you're just going to
1: well, take ownership of this? Yeah. Well, I was wondering how they, they, like, weren't surprised when they got there. So I was wondering how they already knew they were dead.
0: Well, I bet probably because, like, they hadn't heard, had contact with them oh, or something okay. for yeah, however long. Um, and then, but Daniel's, like, wa- they burned the place down. Daniel's, like, watching them the whole time. And then we also get right into a creepy hero, too. Well, I'd have happily taken us to that last greasy spoon, but mummy threw my Visa card out the window. Because they might track us. I kept in the awkward silence, even though it was an audio podcast. I they could
1: say, like, girl, what, what the hell? <laughs> How do you know that?
0: <laughs> yeah, because she's a weird,
1: like, magic child. Um, I did want to say I feel I wrote down that I like that they started off with the camping scene and that they just like added in some like much needed humor I think back Mm -hmm. in because it's been so tense for a while and the rest of the episode is very tense. So just starting off with like showing the bond between Sarah and Felix with like her peeing right in front of him and her worries and then her picking at. Picking fun at him when he steps in the The, the cattle so. patty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that they started off like that because the rest of the episode is just like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, this is a real, like, Sarah episode. It's about mm-hmm. Sarah and her family and, like, their others are there, but they're definitely not the main focus. Um, DeAngelis is reporting back to, or whatever, back to art. Helena's gone. <laughs> what if she, she says, like. The Shakira-haired cool Yes, I read that down. <laughs> that was so funny. Shakira-haired look-alike. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she basically guilt trips already, saying that he's failing two partners, her and Beth. But he... I mean, he, like, listens, but doesn't really do what she wants him to. And he threatens her that he's going to reveal her. But then, like, later we see him hunting around the prolethean compound. Mm-hmm. Um, while they're camping, they off some stuff in the store honestly it was like a pretty clever scheme i was like okay Felix. and then later when he's like some new ager i <laughs> came in um but then she does give her like a moralistic speech about like why is stealing is bad and then she reveals her plan to like hide up in some like rich people's cabin like not revealing the fact that <laughs> it's her baby daddy which is what we're gonna find out soon Allison is passive-aggressive with her vacuum. Yeah. It was
1: so gross when he tried to seduce her. I wrote that down. Morning is my best time. Gross.
0: <laughs> I wrote, yuck. Yeah. When they get to the cabin, they have having look around. Sarah looks pretty wistful. And then we see Cosima for the first time trying to flirt with Delphine. Leaky's office. Again, no chemistry for I me, know. really. It's just
1: really falling right now. I'm not digging it at all. And I also noted a really cool detail. I don't know if you noticed it, but uh, in that shot, Delphine is, like, looking at something behind the TV. So you get a shot of, like, half of her face in the TV mm. and then half of her face mm. towards us. And I was like, this seems very intentional of, like, showing that she's, like, double dipping. Yeah. yeah. Like, playing two sides right now.
0: I cool did not I
1: have to go back and look. <clears throat> yeah, there were a couple small details like in this episode that I really liked that I think yeah. added context to the show. Um,
0: yeah, I have done something later that I really think of like as striking imagery of Orphan Black, but the, at this time we get introduced to a new clone, Jennifer Fitzsimmons, who was a teacher, and she had polyps on her lungs. They have like all these videos of her, but it turns out that she died like three days before their conversation. Um, then we go back to Kira and Sarah. talking about Mrs. S. When are we going to see Mrs. S again? I don't know. I was wondering the same. She protected us, though, didn't she? Even though she was lying? Hey, but I'll protect you now. I know I wasn't always around, but I'm here now. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. <laughs> I think this is important too. Like Kira's experiencing the same thing as Sarah and Felix, obviously on like a different scale. But like she's reluctant to give up, Mrs. S, who's been like a nurturing figure in her life, even despite what's been going on with her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. That was a really like hard moment for Sarah. I bet because it you can see that obviously. I mean, <clears throat> Kira just really trusts Mrs. S, and Kira still has trouble trusting Sarah. She's like you've left before so yeah
0: uh mark and great we're at, back at the prolithian farm mark and grace are being really creepy staring at through the window and helena's trying to figure out why they have her at this farm why am i
1: here father says he wants you to join our family
0: i've already got the family you're barely even human i have a twin sastra and the plebinezza, and yes. I thought this was interesting, but well, also you asked me who, what his name was, and it's Father Henrik, so now <laughs> we can add that to our list. But it seems at first, and this seemed like right after this, like Helena's trying to scare Gracie, because after, well, well, I'll talk about that in a second. But also, like, when Gracie's like, you're barely even human, like, Helena's response to that is to say, well, I have, like, this family, so, I think in Helena's brain, like, that's what makes somebody a human. Like, if you mm-hmm. have family and, like, people that you're connected to. Um, but so then, and then she, like, spits that grape out when they start talking to Tomas. I think she does start, like, trying to make Gracie, like, a little bit more uncomfortable after she says, like, that mean thing to her. But then at the end, she offers her, like, a chicken like which is, like, Helena's main, like, connection point is their food, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I think even though she might have been, like, put off by her, she's still trying to, like, form a connection and like the only way that she knows how
1: yeah yeah I didn't read that much into that scene but yeah you're you're right
0: (laughs) well I was like I mean all the stuff that's happening at that prolific farm I think is important but it's sort of like hard to find like because it's an audio medium it's like where, where are the moments where you can like pick things up yeah
1: and I feel like it's something that you're gonna that you'd look back on and you're like, oh, like once you realize their are true motivations and intentions. But also of note, just like this is the only female who's interacting with Helena mm-hmm. at this point. And so like perhaps just feeling a connection in that way. Well,
0: I think too, she's young, like a teenage yeah. girl. And that's probably where Helena is at like mentally too. So it's really like an equal for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we're back at the cabin in the woods. Somebody's coming in. Um, Cal, so, like, or Sarah knows him. It's her baby daddy, like we said. This guy, Michelle Huisman, is, like, so hot. At this time, he was on Game of Thrones also. Who
1: did he play on Game
0: of Thrones? He plays Dario Naharis, like, uh, Daenerys's like cell sword that put because mm-hmm. he got recast from season one to season two or season two to season three. I think.
1: <gasps> oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So he like, I read. I pulled up this article. Oh wait, actually, I'm so glad I reminded myself. I pulled up this interview that he did at this time, and they were basically like asking him, like, "You're everyone's boyfriend. Like, how did you get <laughs> all these like good jobs?" And he he had like a really charming response. The interviewer said, of course, you are everyone's boyfriend. And he said, uh, I don't know. I understand where you're coming from. It's something that the roles I've been working on for the past year have in common. They're all opposite great leading actresses. Yeah, it's cool. Laughs. I don't know what to say. I've been a lucky, lucky guy to work with these crazy, talented women. And then he talks specifically about working with Tatiana Maslany. They were asking him if he got to like see the process of her like changing clothes and stuff. And he was like, not really Like my scenes are with Sarah. so." But he's like, I know she uses... A lot of, or yeah, so he says, but mostly I'm with Sarah, so I didn't see her make the change a lot, but I get a sense for what she's doing, and the way she does it seems so effortless, and it's mind-blowing to witness it. Sometimes it's a little dance. She uses music a lot to play different characters on a TV show where you're working every day, playing multiple characters every day. It's so ridiculously intense. She's really the reason I was very eager to do the show. My character's cool, but I just wanted to work with Todd not hot oh. yeah i know oh. i was like but, so i think also i think this guy lived briefly in new orleans i don't
1: know if he oh. still lives here but anyway i'm a fan yeah i'm team Cal. y'all know we're paul haters on the pod so. <laughs> i know what an
0: upgrade i also too um he was in haunting of hill house did you watch that
1: Mm-hmm.
0: he's in that show too he wow. plays the oldest brother yeah he's really got a lot going on yeah I like him. Love a yeah. burly man. <laughs> I know. Well, so he calls Sarah out. He first thinks it's a scam, like, "Oh, really? You show up with some kid?" Blah blah blah. But then Sarah's like, "Okay, we're just gonna leave." Like, and he's like, "Yeah, just leave. That's your specialty." Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, "I'm not gonna put you guys out on the street." Whatever. Wait.
1: So it's like, but it's total creepy, Kira moment. How she's like, <laughs> well, she's like Are, "Are you <laughs> my dad?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is creepy, but also it's kind of like, mm, where, like, why else would we be at this random man's house? <laughs> yeah. Um, but she she probably felt a connection. That intuition, which <laughs> Sarah says later, that's who she gets it from. Yeah. Um, we see Allison's musical, I honestly don't have much to say about it, except for the bloody shower curtain set deck was the same that I had and that you used <laughs> yeah. at your Christmas party. I also, I wrote down just the title of the play, Blood Ties,
1: like, just... And Allison's really struggling with like feeling connected to people. Yeah. And it's like so the clones are kind of blood ties to her, even though they're not technically blood yeah. ties to her. I don't know when they picked this play if they did it mostly for the humor or Yeah, well but... I think it's
0: that and also just like play how her guilt's for Ainsley too, mm-hmm. where it's like cleaning up a crime scene is like the main premise of the show and she literally like took her role in all this stuff mm-hmm. um but so like right after this play d'angelo shows up outside and her like fake suburban outfit i was wondering do you think that she already had that in her closet <laughs> <Like wearing> God, <laughs> she like, had to go to tj maxx <laughs> yeah. she probably that didn't even cool. own a ponytail holder <laughs> um but Allison doesn't believe for a second she like is immediately suspicious can i take you for a coffee no <laughs> <laughs> no nope. no thank you um Then we're back to Sarah and Kira. Like I said, this is really like a Sarah-Kira episode. This clip is really long, so this is definitely when you're going to be checking your phone. (laughs) But the whole thing was important. I felt like I couldn't cut it out. No, I should have told you, but um, I wanted you all to myself. But you always left. You know I never had a, a real mom and dad. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, when I was your age, it made me very angry. <laughs> and I was, uh, so confused. And I don't want that for you. I guess I brought you here because there's two parts of you. Yeah? One of them is me. And one is your dad. Do you get that? Do you like Cal? Yeah, um, a long time ago, I, I liked him very much. I like his
1: beard. <laughs> I like your beard.
0: we gonna. A <laughs> go ghost <laughs> in the past. Yeah, I. Well, anyway, so that clip, obviously, it's like really the first time I think Sarah's been like totally honest. Or not the first time, but like they're really establishing their connection for their. her and Kira. And. <laughs> I'm so distracted by this man. Hold on. Uh, I think it's really sweet that, because she is so intuitive, she's like, do you like him? (laughs) (laughs) And of course, like, every kid probably, like, wants their parents to be together. right? um, Especially if your dad is a zaddy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she's thinking of him that way.
1: (laughs) I think I had a whole thought spiral about the line where Sarah's like, your two parts, your mom and your dad. And it's mm-hmm. like, what does that mean for the clones? Because it's yeah. like, what are their parts? How can they think of themselves? Because that's how a lot of us think of ourselves. We're a mix yeah. of our mom and our dad, and we're a mix of our own person. But if you're like. Yeah, if
0: you're yeah, a clone. <laughs> yeah, like, what does
1: that mean? <laughs> so I thought that was a very interesting line to get the audience thinking about, like, how these clones think of themselves and also once again that nature versus nurture
0: yeah like the idea of like creating your like self perception and stuff but I also think it's interesting because I don't know I mean obviously they've established that Sarah had like a troubled youth but it it was never like explicitly stated like that she was upset about like not having a real mom or dad and I don't think we've heard her talking about that before like how it upset her and it's interesting because like I feel like the way we've seen Mrs. S with Kara she's very nurturing like seems like a good guardian but obviously we know the other side of it too so maybe just like your older siblings get a different version of your parent than you do or whatever Mm -hmm. like she misses us was like rougher around the edges when they were growing up or maybe was like less nurturing or in her guns for once era or whatever (laughs) for Sarah to feel so um like isolated I guess from her parents
1: yeah well because it's like when she had Sarah and Felix she was obviously like really entrenched in this yeah. community that she was in so it's like she had other priorities besides just the kids
0: yeah um we get some exposition about cow of course from felix our exposition machine
1: it's what i did pollinators sorry mini drone pollinators for areas where bee populations have crashed i designed the micro optics but my partners
0: forced me out and sold the technology to the military now they killed people from bases in virginia with it but i don't more at least with money perfect mark he's an environmentalist anti-drone king yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm like is this gonna come back in later because like what a random <laughs> occupation for the writers
0: to give him maybe but i think like when, when Felix was like he's so a more like a more with money the perfect mark I'm like that's like my perf- my ideal husband <laughs> <laughs> some like rich guy who wants to help the environment or whatever, um, so then we, we cut away from the farm a little bit to back to Casima who's like literally torturing her tor- torturing herself watching these videos of Jessica Fitzsimmons when she's ill. This is Greg, my amazing boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, a my new God. semester starts today. Holly sent me a picture of the new class. They look like a good group. That's enough. You to know of it. <coughs> That's her monitor, right? Yeah. Sometimes I forget that you're mine. That's good. not the right thing to say Caffeine. <laughs> Once again this is an audio medium, but like the look that Sorry <laughs> shows that she definitely doesn't think it's good that she keeps forgetting it's her monitor. Um so yeah, I would, like this is a glimpse of her future with how sick she is and stuff. Yeah. I don't it's bringing up this idea to me too
1: of just like forced proximity and I'm sure all these monitors cared yeah. for their clone in their own way, maybe actually falling in love or even just caring yeah. about them from spending so much time together. And what kind of boundaries that makes people cross?
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm really interested in the recruitment process. I feel like they could do like a whole prequel about how <laughs> these monitors got selected <laughs> and like why people thought they would be good targets for this um this thing. And I also thought like Sima's being very skeptical about the whole thing, like. She was, like, an idiot. She didn't know anything that was going on. And then uh, Delphine has this interesting line where she says, the fact that she was naive doesn't did not compromise her treatment. Which I think is, like, is an interesting w- like thing to think about. Like, Cosima does know all this stuff. so and But she can be more of, like, an active participant. But just because, I don't know. But also it, like, introduces the idea of, like, are they hiding things from Cosima, too? Which mm-hmm. they clearly are. Yeah, but, right. Um, well, and I think
1: that Cosima is trying to build this shield with her knowledge like mm-hmm. perhaps as she's looking at what's her name jennifer jennifer yeah. Jennifer. she's like okay well she didn't know anything so like that's why
0: she died but yeah.
1: i know so much so that means i won't die like i feel like she's trying to convince herself of that
0: yeah it's like a, it's like a control thing too mm-hmm. when like things are out of your circumstances you would look for other ways to like, exert control over situations and stuff so after felix gets the tea about cal he and Sarah have this, like, heartbreaking scene. I think Kira deserves something. Something nourishing. For once. Even just for a few days. Yeah. No, you're right. She just met her father. You can't yank her away.
1: Uncle Felix isn't going to be babysitting while you negotiate custody.
0: Come on, Faith. I've got other drama in my life, Sarah. Allison's musical opens tomorrow. She needs me. (laughs) There's no place for me here.
1: So this felt a little bit out of left field for me. I didn't really know
0: why he was so upset. I think he was upset because, like, obviously she had planned to go there from (laughs) from the beginning and have this, like, ostensibly, like, like, romantic, like, familial integration with Kira and her dad. And I think Felix basically just, like, didn't want to be third-wheeling there, like. Mm -hmm. I think he thought it was him and Sarah and Kira against the world, like, getting away. Mm -hmm. And actually, like, the situation was really different from what he thought. And also, I think, too, he he probably did feel just guilty about Allison. He's like, okay, Sarah has this other support here, obviously, maybe she doesn't need me as much as as Allison might. And I think, he also, I think, was being kind of petty, like, you know, Sarah chose Cal over Felix, and so he chose Allison over Mm -hmm. Sarah. Okay, okay. Like, sibling pettiness, I think. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, just... I understood why he was emotional, but I was just a little confused about what particularly he was saying. But, yeah, like, the third wheeliness and, like, against the world thing. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think, like, basically it's just, like... (laughs) I think probably Felix feels like he sees through Sarah the most. So even just, like, her thinking that she can, like, get one over on him or, like, deceive him in any kind of way is probably, like, insulting. Because he's, like... He knows her the best out of anyone, so, Yeah, right. like, the fact that she would just treat him like everybody else, like, you know, keeping things to herself and, like, putting things close to the vest mm-hmm. instead of, like, telling him from the beginning, like, what her Yeah, because there was, was a lot
1: of heartbreak there when he was like, you didn't tell me, you knew who her dad was. It basically
0: seemed like it was some, like, unsavory character who she happened to get pregnant with, but, like, clearly they were in, like, a relationship and feel like they said he, they narrowed it down to like a drummer and a band <laughs> and some guy that she met in Orange County. But obviously, it was a our Woking cow.
1: I wonder even if he feels some type of way. This thought just came to me of like keeping a support system from Kira. Like this is oh, another yeah, person true. who could have cared for Kira and helped her. Yeah. Um, Which oh. I'm glad he is going to be there for Allison though, because she, she obviously <laughs> needs it <laughs> for
0: sure. Yeah. Um, so then the next scene is that Delphine and Casimo are literally doing, like, a gnarly autopsy. Gave me some strong X-Files vibes. Are you an X-Files person?
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> I feel like you could get into that shit. It's very procedural. I've tried before. Lady detective. Like, spooky vibes. What I did is, like, this, like, list circulated. Oh, like, it's, like, if you like cults, if you like psychic stuff, like, mm. and it gave me, like, specific episodes. So then I, like made my own like list of episodes to watch so i didn't feel overwhelmed like watching all seven seasons or whatever and i felt like it was a good halloween watch um but so they have made some discoveries from their autopsy it's got to be autoimmune right yes but unclassified and immunosuppressives had limited effect i think but look on the uterine wall the growths they're more pronounced more mature Right, so this could mean that they have originated in the uterus and and spread from there. That could be the cause of her infertility. Uh, Immunocompromised, basically.
1: Mm -hmm. The show's getting really medical now uh, with with Helena and us learning about mirroring and now with this and the autoimmune. I'm glad that they're adding this element into the show.
0: Yeah, they're getting more into the sci-fi elements, which was one of your complaints about season one. So now I think we're getting into all this uh, discussion about what's, oh, uh, that's, I was going to ask you about if, why Sarah and Helena would be the only ones who are fertile just because they're twins or something, like, I wonder how their, whatever, cell separation process. Yeah,
1: I feel like it has to be with what's something that happened in the womb with their separation that stopped them from getting it.
0: We need a fertility. Once again, we need a fertility expert on here. <laughs> um, there's this woman who comes to the coffee shop who is a fertility has a fertility clinic. What if I I'm just buy like, her on the show her one day? <laughs> Yeah, I wish she wouldn't even need to like talk about the show. We could just like ask her like fertility questions. I'll see, she got my number for dog-sitting, so <laughs> maybe like, you know, i can just pivot. We get another monitor, which means they know I know about Donna, which means you definitely no, can't trust her. The comedy is really funny in the scene, but it's also, like, pretty sad because, you know, like... That's complicated. Just God, Katie, my clay opens tomorrow. Like, Going through it, like having a spiral. Mm-hmm. Well, Don't belittle me, because you Casima. Felix out. is it's gone, so Sarah's yeah. gone. Yeah. You and I are the only ones who can hold yeah, down the fort now. Supportive. Look, I'm, I'm having no, enough trouble all. holding and down think, my own fort it, it, tonight. Sorry I'm to bother, bother you. you. It's oh, a very crucial thing? information that I'm being double I mean, monitored. I'm sorry. Also, it's like she's the most the main story, so. So and I'll she show. has, she she's does dark. have blood. Okay. okay. She's sick. Uh, she's, uh, she's the most like. Break a leg vehicle. or I'll whatever. Just, like, I'll call you in them the whole okay. thing, but like. Unless Delfina really black is, bags like, you back. into the back of an SUV and, and, and,
1: and then puts you in a rabbit cage somewhere, then I'll never speak like to you again
0: feels like she has good motivations,
1: like, I need to just focus on myself because what I'm figuring out is going to help all the clones eventually, but it's, yeah. like, isolating her in the process. Well, yeah,
0: and, too, like, of course, Allison is spiraling, and she is, is not being double monitored. She's wrong about Delphine, but it is a good point that she shouldn't be, like, trusting Delphine so, like, nakedly. And then Cosima's advice to Allison is to, like, go through the motions
1: yeah, and she does go through the motions, but it's sad because her motions are drinking alcohol and taking pills, which we know she had a problem with before she found out about the Cologne stuff. But now,
0: yeah, her whole
1: world's fallen apart, and it's just
0: even worse. Yeah, she has really no support, so it's a good thing that Felix is coming back to her. So, and the next thing that we see is Felix hitchhiking, which I found to be very tragic. <laughs> I was like, "No, not my son." Um, And then Allison confronts Angie, who immediately confesses to being a cop, like proving that she was wrong about her spiral the whole time. Um, And then Sarah, we're back at Cal's cabin, like the local cop shows up, but Cal like smooth smooth talks his way out of it. We learn that he has a weed patch in the back of his backyard. He's a cool dad. More and more favorable. Yeah, big upgrade. Um, And then they have like a sexy moment where he's like, can't you just stop running for a minute? And they smooch. And get busy. Then we see Allison getting completely obliterated before her musical performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, a
1: small detail that I noticed that I really liked, like I was saying, so many small details in this episode is on the costume rack. It said Ainsley and I crossed it out and wrote oh. Allison instead of giving her it a whole new That's card. That's so good. Yeah. I didn't
0: notice that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like so busy taking that. <laughs> I, I feel like on like, TV podcasts that I've listened to, like the person, like, one of the hosts will always be like, yeah, I watched that episode like three times. And I'm like, man, if I did that, I probably would have, like, a lot more to say. But I can't be out here watching the <laughs> yeah, episode like no. three times. But I'm glad that you notice those details because it enriches the experience.
1: It's, I think because, because I watch it without the intention of taking notes all the time, yeah. I do catch yeah. a little bit more. Because I let you do the heavy lifting <laughs> of <know>. plotting <laughs> <Yeah>. the plot. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll have to, once this is all over, I'll just have to, like, re-watch for, like, my own sake. Like, a bench watch. Um yeah, so I, maybe she actually did break her leg, which was Casima's advice to her. Um, and then we had cut to a shot of Daniel on the hunt and a shot of like Art on the hunt, establishing some parallels between the two of them. Um, there's a scene re- between Father Henrik and Grace, and I was really jealous of her hair in that scene. <laughs> it's like <laughs> her perfect red curls. Um, and then Daniel shows up at the cabin while Kira's trying to fatten up cow's chickens and basically tries to kidnap her. <laughs> um he kills a cop and then ends up kidnapping sarah taking her hostage K- kira is with cal so well, i loved
1: that he got to like protect her though like yeah. his first like dad moment hate that it had to involve a gun he had <laughs> to protect her with a gun a rifle or well, whatever yeah i know it's like putting it through the hole in the <laughs> yeah, screen door yeah. but he was like bring the girl out and he was like not gonna happen
0: yeah loved it yeah he, he is hot for sure i'm very <laughs> on board with him um so then we're at the pollution farm where it's like a shape cold ceremony uh creepy as shit this is like the scene i was talking about earlier where the visuals like really struck me with them all in that like room with like the high it was like very gothic looking like high arches um and all of them wearing white and like standing and then they did the weird thing where they tied their hands together um was just like, I was like, great. <laughs> can't, can't wait for
1: this to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm confused on how they know that Helena is fertile because that's why they're marrying her off, right? Because it seems like they want to pass on this blessing from God that she can have kids even though she wasn't created from God.
0: Like they're doing it just in case she's fertile because like if they impregnate her, but they don't, she gets pregnant. They don't have any like claim to the fetus. Unless they're, like, married ahead of time, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I mean, also, they could have just been, like, running exams on her without her knowledge or not without our knowledge or whatever.
1: Or, I don't know, I wonder if even, like, Tomas knew Mm. and he told them, but his...
0: Well, it makes me wonder, like, menstruation hasn't come up at all in the show, but I wonder if, if they have fertility issues, if they have, like, normal menstruation or if, like, that would be a way to tell if a clone was fertile or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched this documentary all about menstruation, how we have to get rid of the stigma. I'm like, I'm like this is a prime like text where they could be talking about that stuff. Yeah, and that... I- I've seen that critique a
1: lot lately. Actually, yeah. about periods not being mentioned where they would definitely be relevant in media. especially coming off
0: of our gender snaps viewing. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Well, that we just saw poor things, and a big critique yeah. is that she has so much sex, but menstruation never comes up, and
0: pregnancy doesn't come up in that movie either. Nope. Yeah. Some ethical issues there, for sure. Speaking of ethical issues, the they have, like, a weird... Like, she's drugged up, obviously, for this wedding, and then it's, like, a twisted version of him carrying her over the threshold to get, like, operated on or whatever. Well, okay, so then the next scene is a, Sarah and Daniel are arguing in the car, and then they get, like, crashed into... We don't know by who, but, like, you...
1: So, I... Always am like bracing myself for a car accident when I see people in a car because I assume that it's really hard to film car scenes. Is that true?
0: Yeah, well there's more than one way to do it and like some are easier than others, obviously. Like the most like old school way is what's called poor man's process when you just like have a car on the sound stage and there's literally like some dudes like shaking the car and like passing a leaf over <laughs> a light to make it look like there's like movement and stuff. Um, and it used to be with, like, a silk screen, like, that's what you see in, like, really old movies, but now it's much more advanced, like, they have, like, huge LED screens that cost, like, a ton of money, and they go out, there's a special type of camera car, it's like a minivan with a car attached to it, and they shoot, like, plate shots where it's just, like, them driving through, so that they can use that to, like, create the sense of motion in the car, and then another way to do it is what's called, like, an insert car, or a a process trailer, it's the same thing, just two different names. And it's basically, like, a giant rig where they, like, strap the car up and you can, like, mount the camera, like, on the dashboard or get, like, close angles. And then they have, like, a whole apparatus where, like, the crew are sitting, like, watching the scene. And then also, too, sometimes you do just, like, free drive a car. There's actually, like, I've worked in a lot of car movies. (laughs) I worked in this movie, Unhinged, with Russell Crowe, which was basically, like, a movie about road rage. And that movie had some of the craziest car sense I've ever seen. Because there's another, there's this thing called a pod car where it's like, they literally like put a seat on top of a car and somebody drives it like a race car so that you don't see any like, like the actors can focus on acting Mm -hmm. and they don't have to drive. They just like mime it. But like, it's, especially for like action sequences. Yeah. If it's like dialogue, usually you'll use like one of the other two things I just said, but like if you need to like film like, like swerving and all that stuff. So, yeah, there's actually, like, a lot of ways, but, yeah, it's definitely not easy. It's, like, a yeah. whole production of, like, like, and especially, too, if you're using an uh, insert car, you have to get, like, permits and, like, a police escort because it's, like, a gigantic thing. And, like, I'll show you some pictures after where you have to, like, drive on the road and it's, like, better to do it, obviously, when no one's
1: around or other yeah. stuff like that. That's so, yeah, that's what I thought. So, I pretty much, and there has been no other driving scenes in the show, I'm pretty sure. So, I knew something was coming. I thought that maybe Sarah was going to crash on purpose, though. That's
0: what I was thinking, too. Uh,
1: but it seemed to have been uh, not on purpose, total yeah. accident. But I knew
0: a wreck was coming, either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's how the episode ends. Um, I just wanted to bring up one more thing. It's like, when I was doing the coast for this episode, I noticed that this episode and like the whole show in particular is like so fixated and like focused on Sarah's relationship with Kira but they like never have scenes with Allison's interacting with her children and I think it's kind of unfortunate because it's like that's so much of her like characterization is that she's a mom and she cares about her kids and stuff and yet we like never see her interacting with them and for a story that's so focused on like family dynamics and like mother-child relationships I think it's kind of an oversight on the show's part to not include any of those scenes. I'm sure it's, like, time, budgetary mm-hmm. restrictions. Like, they can, they literally can tell, like, every single Clinton story. But I feel like that's something that should get a little bit more attention.
1: Yeah, I agree. Especially with, like you said, she's, like, the mother, the mother type. Like, yeah. idealic situation, quote-unquote. So I think it would be a good contrast. So I guess, yeah. like you said, have, not having time for it, but I do think it could be play a good role in the show.
0: Yeah. And like what you had mentioned in like episodes previous where Sarah is like the most conventional like undeserving I guess you could say of having like a family but that she's the only one with like a child. Yeah. Yeah, so Good episode. Lots to talk about. My Mm -hmm. favorite so far for sure. Any other predictions that we didn't get to?
1: (sighs) No predictions. I'm really just nervous to see what's going to happen with Helena. Is yeah, like she I was, guess maybe I'm worried, rape's gonna
0: come up, and yeah, I'm a little queasy. Well, definitely <laughs> like if not like direct rape, like uh, unwilling insemination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she really just like can't catch a break. I know, poor girl. She just keeps moving from <laughs> one horrible thing
1: to the next. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the end. Wait, what are we? What clone did you relate to oh. this episode?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe Kasima. I'm I'm trying to think. I, I, when I was talking about her earlier, I felt like I related to her more this episode for some reason. Oh, when we were talking about how she's trying to control her circumstances mm-hmm. by gaining more information, oh, that's yeah. like my like direct counteract to anxiety is like I have to like learn as much as possible about like a topic, and f- then I feel like I have some control over it, even if I really don't. It's just mm-hmm. an illusion of control. But I don't think I'm selfish. Unlike Kasima. <laughs> <laughs> what about you?
1: Mm, i think i related to sarah in this episode just in the sense of like let me handle it myself let me not burden other people with what i know like let me only get them as involved as i need them to be um and just try and figure everything else out on my own yeah okay and jennifer because she was a teacher oh yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs)
0: Listening and thank you to Adam Kelly for our theme music
1: and Megan Walker for our podcast cover art. You can email us at onmylistpod650 at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions. Tune in next week. Bye.